I'm Danny Black, and welcome to the At Sports Ball Podcast. On this podcast, I will be talking sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia. I'll be interviewing hobby guests. I will be talking about my own thoughts. I'll cover regular sports that relate to the hobby. That's the fun part. More importantly, I want you along for the ride. So click like and follow for more content, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, welcome back to the Sports Vault Podcast. I am Danny, back with you again. And uh, sometimes uh, you do an episode uh, that's hobby and business related, and sometimes you do an episode with people you like and their friends, and sometimes you get lucky enough to do both. So uh, well overdue for a repeat appearance. Uh, Ezra Levine, CEO of Collectible, welcome to Sports. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for that intro. Uh, By the way, a huge compliment to your intro. I love pretty much every card in that screen, including that Ripken. I think that's a minor league rookie card. Is that a Ripken minor league rookie card? Very, very cool. It, it's actually one of the rarest Ripken cards and um, it, it, it it's worthy of your attention. Um, I, yes, agree I, that. I agree. I did, I did a private sale for a guy who, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful card. Um, being a Baltimore fan, I have a particular affinity. If you notice the cards on there, uh, oh, I a little slant. This wasn't lost on me. Yeah. Uh, Well, I wanted to bring you on for a couple of reasons. First of all, when we first talked, um, I think Collectible was getting started. I loved it from the beginning. I love it today. But you guys have just continued to go beyond. And, um, you know, I always said if Jeff Bezos stopped at a bookstore, we wouldn't have Amazon. So I I, um, just first of all, applaud you guys for being, you know, eyes open and pivoting in a market, you know, that is both a market you want to pivot in and a market that makes you pivot. And you guys are just doing a great job. So uh, having you on here, I want to talk about specifically from your perspective, kind of the last couple of months. um, And I know if we've got some bigger news, we'll talk about in a minute, but kind of where you're going from a straight fractional share company. And I'll explain that to the audience in a minute, but you know how you've gone through the last six months. Look, I mean, the the last six months, I think for every business in the world, right, has been challenging, certainly. I mean, we're in pretty much unprecedented economic times, talks of recession. You saw major collapses of major financial institutions within the the alternative asset space in crypto. You have mortgage rates have gone from 2% to 7%. You've, You've had a really tough stock market, obviously a lot of macro factors, very unique, unprecedented macro factors affecting every business, whether a startup or, you know, a fully, you know, sort of developed business, right? Uh, look, in, in our stage, all we can do is listen and react and do what we think is best, you know, in the interest of the community and the hobby at large, right? And so, you know, given what's happened, uh, we've really taken a lot of time to reflect on our business, to reflect on fractional and to, you know, and to really execute a blueprint that, you know, actually has been in place all along, right? So we've done nothing but actually execute the blueprint that we set out to execute Back in 2020, when we started, we were always going to launch with Fractional. We were always going to launch with sports collectibles. And then we were going to land and expand. We want to build a brand. Most importantly, we want to grow the hobby, right? Everything we've done, literally everything we've done has been to expand the pie, whether it's the Mint Collective, the tagline there was let's grow the hobby together, whether it's, you know, content and media opportunities, promoting other brands, some of which I can't tell you how many times people are like, I can't believe you're promoting that company. Aren't they, aren't they competitive to you? Right. And our position all, all along is, hey, look, we're very comfortable in our own skin. 
we, re we really want to see the hobby grow. We want to see uh, collectibles grow. We want to see collectibles appreciated and looked at as part of, you know, a, as a legitimate alternative asset class. So really excited about where we are. Obviously, I've learned a lot in, you know, in the process. And, you know, one thing about collectible and us, we have a great team and people who are open minded. Right. We listen to the, try to listen to the community and we try to continually innovate. I think there are things uh, with, you know, the existing format or how fractional has been done to date that I think could be improved. Right. Um, and a lot of what you're going to see from collectible over the next couple of months, uh, you know, we've been really head down building a couple of really awesome things. We cannot wait to get it out. And we're getting pretty close to being able to roll out some of those products. But a lot of it has been in response to what we've identified and what the community has identified as pain points. Right. So, um, you know, look, I think I think that's all anyone can do. All anyone can do is do the best they can, work hard, react, be nimble, be flexible uh, and do the best you can. Right. And I think I think that's what Collectible has. And I'm very proud of that. Well, I mean, you guys are definitely doing that. I um, still have the debate all the time about uh, favorite assets on the platform. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having sports conversations. I think that's what connects people's emotional attachment um, in any collectible, you know, whether, whether it's art or, or sports. Um, if you're not passionate, you know, you're not going to have that emotional attachment. And I think that's that's key. Yeah. But people hear fractional assets and I hear this all the time and, and they kind of glaze over and they throw it in this hole. OK, I'm too old. It's, it sounds like technology. I have to walk away. And I'm finally pissed at these people for not opening their eyes. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, Whatnot is a very large platform in our hobby. I decided that I didn't want to be the old man telling people to get off the lawn. I have done two Whatnot shows as a seller. I haven't sold cards at retail in 30 years. But you have to go out there and try things to know what you're talking about. And if you don't, you know, you're, you're, you're missing out on stuff. So that's a long way of saying, I wanted to give a little history or a little bit of education to people who are not familiar with fractional ownership. Simply what it means is dividing the pie, you know, and splitting the cost is the most basic way to phrase it. Uh, you pitch in the pizza, everybody gets a slice or two slices, you pay your portion. Um, and it's, and that's, that's fractional ownership. The difference is when you have an investable SEC regulated asset, that piece of pizza can get bigger or smaller depending on what's going on. And, and that's, that's, that's the regulated market um, part of the business. But I think a lot of people know of other industries that already do that and they just forget or they don't connect them. And I'm not sure why. And so I had a little fun today. I went on the internet and decided if I wanted to buy a share of a horse, guess what, Ezra, you and I can buy shares of horses. That's true. We can. We can. Um, and I'm on the site right now. Um, always hopeful, fantastic horse, three-year-old. Okay. The earnings last year were 21480 for the horse. Um, I think, four, you know, three years is a good, good age to get in. Um, so, you know, if, if we wanted to get together, that would, that, that would be a fractional investment. They've been doing that a long time. Um, another site actually lets you buy fractional shares of pro sports teams. Sure. Fascinating. Fractional ownership. So I'm being extremely sarcastic in saying, you know, this the concept isn't new. The stock market's not new. So moving past that point, 
the whole conversation is about the assets, the quality of the assets and how best to own them. You know, like you said, fractionally or, you know, other options that, that you've been able to expand to as part of the plan. So I want to take that first and uh, let you uh, talk a little bit about where you guys have gone from straight fractional and your thoughts on, on an area that I still think is fantastic to beyond fractional. Yeah, I mean, look, what, what I would say is when we first launched Collectible and, you know, really the concept of fractionalization, obviously, as you just pointed out, fractionalization is not a new concept, right? In fact, most people, if not everyone, has had some experience, whether direct or indirectly, with fractionalization. They just haven't necessarily done it with collectibles. And that's okay, right? You know, we, we never anticipated that it was going to be a product that everyone was going to support. In fact, we never anticipated that the hobby was going to fully embrace it actually as much as it has. I'm, I'm still pleasantly surprised by the early adoption of it. Obviously, I think right now where we are is, I know we, this sounds cliche to, to say this, but knowing everything we know, I really do think this is somewhere in the first, second inning of fractionalization. Right? So I think what you see in his early adoption of it, companies leading the charge, including collectible, have sort of identifying what's worked, what hasn't, what types of assets work well, what type of assets doesn't. Um, you know, market timing is another big thing, right? So I think I think we're very, very early on. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support, but I also, we never had a, a realistic uh, view that everyone in the hobby was going to immediately embrace fractional. That takes time. And this hobby has shown time and time again that doesn't always take that well to new upstarts and new entrants. It does take time, including, I remember, you know, I talked to Joe Orlando about this all the time. He told me, look, PSA, PSA is probably, if not the strongest brand within sports collectibles. They had many, many dark years. It took a long time for grading to, you know, achieve even a fraction, for lack of a better term, a fraction of the adoption that collectible has received, right? So I'm actually very encouraged with the, the early adoption. Uh, but again, it is not a product for everyone, and it probably will never be a product for all collectors. This you know, fractionalization probably lends itself more to the uh, collectors who also consider themselves investors, right? the investor collector. It probably will not appeal directly to the purists among you know, the, the, the collector base, and that's okay. Right? So you know, one, one thing Collectible has always contemplated, and this we're literally running the playbook that we set out to run uh, back in September 20, is you know, let's build the brand through fractionalization. Fractionalization, in our opinion, still is and will continue to be the best on-ramp into collectibles for new participants, right? They own the best of the best at price, parts, at price points that are affordable to them. Once you build the brand and once you develop the relationships and the trust factor, then you can expand and do other things as well, including things that are non-fractional, non-securitized, non right? So whole whole world out there uh, within collectibles, sports collectibles, you know, in other categories as well, that I think we're well positioned now to uh, do things that are creative, do things that are innovative, and continue to fill niches within uh, our community, right? Obviously, there's a lot of amazing platforms, a lot of amazing entrepreneurs. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of respect for all of them. So we're not trying to do things the way that's already been done. We're trying to add to the environment. We're trying to add to the community, add to the industry, and grow the pie together. So I think a lot of the things that you'll see from Collectible are uh, our attempts and you know our, our creative thought to to help expand what already is out there. And so again, very excited to make some announcements coming soon. Well, you walked walked me right into that. So um, I'm going to 
just uh, flash up on the screen here for people who are watching. And this was a press release that was put out. And uh, let's make sure we hit the, the headline here. And uh, Ezra, for those of us uh, that don't read the press releases of every business paper, um, Art Basel, I'm familiar with. Uh, my family's from South Florida. It is the Super Bowl of the art and culture world. Um, I, I just want to give a kind of a context to, to your explanation coming up. Uh, th this is not a small show, and this is uh, for the best of the best, and it is a first-class event. So I, I'm seeing on here that eBay partners with Collectible, expanding both platforms. Well, that sounds like what you were just talking about. So uh, do me a favor and kind of kind of explain the news here. Yeah, sure. We're we're thrilled to, to to partner with eBay. Obviously, you know, I think unquestionably the the, the leading marketplace for collectibles in the world. Um, you know, the the idea here is really to continue to grow the the pie, right? To to continue to grow the hobby and to position the hobby, uh, whether sports collectibles or comics or what have you, akin to fine art. We've heard that narrative a lot. You know, typically you hear it after. You know, a mantle sells for $12 million in Forbes or CNBC, right? And you hear all these comments about, you know, from industry leaders that, hey, look, you know, sports cars are now being re-rated akin to fine art. So this was our, uh, you know, sort of our attempt and our, our sort of mission to really position it, right? It's one thing to say, it, it's another thing to actually do it. And so, you know, one thing Collectibles always tried to do is if we say we're going to do something, we do it, you know, right? And so, uh, yeah, we had the vision of, activating at Art Basel, probably, you know, the world's largest art exhibit, some of the most prominent collectors, galleries, artists on display. And so, you know, we, we rented a space in partnership with eBay. Uh, we're going to have some assets that are on collectible on the fractional platform, along with uh, assets from eBay, from Snoop Dogg, from uh, partners from other categories. We put them on display uh, at Art Basel. There's a couple of events as well as part of this. We're having a high-end collector's dinner on Thursday, and then we're throwing a big cocktail event uh, on Friday, part of it will be thought leadership, very similar to the Mint Collective, panel speakers, just talking about the industry, talking about the growth of the, of the industry, uh, things to expect. And, um, you know, we're, we're thrilled to be in partnership with eBay as part of this partnership as well. It uh, won't just be Art Basel related. We also uh, launched a store called Buy Collectible. It's a curated eBay store curated by Collectible and partners. So we launched that. Uh, the goal and the mission there is to not only showcase the assets that Will be on display at Art Basel, but also, you know, to help the community, um, you know, who who want to work with collectible. We develop some really great relationships. You know, when it comes to fractional, they're a very small percentage of the assets in the population of collectibles really are right for for fractionalization today, right? So we want to kind of use this store to, you know, to bring additional awareness in other non-fractional capacities. Uh, we'll also be partnering up together on the Mint Collective collectible. And eBay will be co-curating a high-end uh, collectibles auction as part of the Mint Collective in March 2023. So this is hopefully the start of, of a multi-pronged partnership between uh, Collectible and eBay. I think both brands are, are very uh, mission aligned. We both you know, really want to kind of bring access to collectibles to everyone. Collectible has done that through fractionalization. eBay has done that through really the advent uh, of, you know, of an online marketplace where everyone can you know, have exposure and get access and transact in collectible. So I think we see the world similarly. I think um, they're, they're great. It's a great team over there at eBay. I have a lot of respect for them. And so thrilled, thrilled to see that this partnership came to fruition. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more, more announcements to come. Well, I, first of all, it's amazingly cool. Congratulations. 
um, real, real feather in the cap and uh, good on eBay for having their eyes open to, to what's going on in the collectible world. Uh, you uh, mentioned uh, the Mint Collective in passing just now. Um, I don't know if people have heard um, if it's coming back or not. Uh, any, any word on uh, the Mint Collective? Rumor has it there was a press release today that went out. Was there? Sources close to the situation confirmed. <laughs> it was a, uh, yes, uh, it will be coming back. Uh, it'll be expanding. It'll be four days, not three days. Uh, thrilled again, you know, we've co-founded this property with IMG and Endeavor, with Paid Mannings, um, his media company as well, Omaha. Uh, and we're going to bring on some amazing partners. Uh, eBay's a presenting sponsor of this year's event. Fanatics will be heavily involved. You know, I think last year the property carved out a really nice niche. Again, not trying to do things that have already been done, trying to expand on what hasn't been done yet and to try to you know, really advance the, the, the industry forward. So thrilled this is coming back. This will be a four-day event, not a three-day event in Las Vegas, same location as last year, MGM. Uh, and it actually, I believe, coincides with uh, the final four weekend, NCAA. So it'll be a show. It'll be thought leadership. There'll be commerce. There'll be a trade show, a lot of great people. NCAA basketball, Vegas. I can't think of a better way to spend that weekend. Uh, it, it sounds like uh, my dream bachelor party. Um, just, just in, you know, dress a lot nicer and maybe, may, maybe waking up a little earlier, but maybe not. Who knows? Um, so we, we've kind of touched on the last year where you where you are moving forward. Uh, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, and I probably should have had the information. Do you have the details on uh, on Florida? Um, the days and times and stuff like that for, for Basel, for our Basel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be, it'll be this coming, uh, well, actually I should, I should backtrack. Uh, the exhibit right now is actually live at, uh, it's called scope in Miami beach. So there's a, a week long exhibit at scope. So you can go and see the collectible and eBay booth. It'll be, I'm sure if you can't make it down in person, there'll be a lot on social media, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Thursday, we're having a private high end collector's dinner. Friday is the big event. So Friday there as a cocktail party, we're limited capacity and uh, it's, it's filling out pretty quickly. But if you are listening to this and you want to come, uh, you can you can shoot us an email um, and we'll do the best that we can to accommodate. So uh, Friday night, uh, December 2nd at Irma's at the W on, uh, in Miami Beach. It should be a great event. A lot of great collectors will be there and, and we're, we're excited. And I will vouch for the fact that you put on a first class party. Um, <laughs> So uh, th th that is a great I give, way. I give, I give a lot of credit to my to our partner and our colleague, David, um, who yes. is just terrific, absolutely terrific uh, at hosting events and networking and bringing the right people together who see the world very similarly in top, you know, in first class environments. So a huge hat tip to, to David. I know everyone uh, know, knows David. He's, he's a pretty well known uh, member of the community at this point and you know, thrilled that he's he, he's he's with us. Okay, now um, explain to me why it's Basel, not Art Basel, like I've been saying my whole life. I'm not fully convinced that it is Art Basel. Basel? It, it, might, it might be Basel. If it's Basel, I, I tend to think of something else or I think of Basel. I don't, I don't think of Art. Yeah, no. I think of pasta. Well, I, you know what? My sister-in-law actually exhibited there years ago. I will ask her. She, she'll be my authority. Um, in the meantime, um, I encourage people to check out uh, your website, download the app, check out the uh, store that I was scrolling through before, um, some amazing items, and uh, definitely uh, follow you guys because uh, I think 
the, the path is going to be fast and uh, forward in, in kind of the items that are out there and available to the public. So uh, definitely, you know, I, I think staying tuned and seeing what you guys are going to be uh, showing and having out there is uh, is going to be very cool through 2023. Well, th thank you for that. I, I, pre I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, your platform and obviously all that you do for the hobby as well. You've got tentacles in a million different places. I've seen you at a lot of different events. So you're always traveling. You're always doing great stuff. And I appreciate you coming on Collectible Live. A shameless plug for us, but really for you. If you haven't seen Danny on Collectible Live with Jeremy Lee, highly recommend you do. Uh, he gave a great, I think the title was 30,000 foot view of the hobby. And uh, he gave some great advice to young entrepreneurs who are uh, really either first starting out or looking to kind of you know expand in the hobby. I thought uh, the advice you gave was literally worth a million bucks. So uh, he's giving to you for free on Collectible Live. You should definitely check it out. Well, I appreciate that. Your check is in the mail. <laughs> and buddy, it is good seeing you. I stay in the green room for five seconds. And everybody else, thank you so much uh, for watching. And uh, please uh, stay tuned for the next episode of Sports Ball, a Baltimore Sports Collectibles podcast.